0: Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to the five o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me on this uh, beautiful, spectacular. Fall, Monday afternoon. Um, As I mentioned earlier in the program, Joy and I were over in Fort Wayne, Indiana this weekend uh, conducting a marriage conference at a wonderful church there. And uh, uh, driving over, it was rainy and dreary, and uh, we couldn't see many of the colors. But we drove back yesterday afternoon from Fort Wayne And I'm telling you, this is one of the most beautiful falls I have seen in many, many years. The colors are absolutely spectacular. I don't like winter. I've made that very clear, and I make no apologies for it. I don't care for Ohio winters. I'm a California boy, and I guess my blood is still a little thin. But I love fall. I absolutely love this fall season. God is quite a painter. Well, my goodness. It was it was just beautiful. And uh, we thank God for a wonderful marriage conference weekend um over in uh, Fort Wayne. Uh we uh, we started Friday night, had a wonderful session with the folks on Saturday, on Friday night. Um and I believe it was Friday night. I, my days run together. We, Joe and I, have been so busy lately. All of our days run together. I think it was Friday night when we got back to the motel. I don't believe it was Saturday. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was Friday night. Anyway, we turned the TV on in the uh, motel, and the Dove Awards were on. The. Uh, uh, what is it? The Academy of Gospel Music. Uh, I, I anyway, it's the Dove Awards. It's the big, big, big. It's the um, it's the Emmy Awards. It's the Academy Awards for gospel music, Christian music, and there's all kinds of genres represented: Southern gospel, rap, hip hop, bluegrass. You name it. Uh, they're all thrown in, and uh, the Dove Awards. Okay. So I I thought well that'll be interesting. Let's let's watch a little bit of the Dove Awards and see what's going on in Christian music. And I I confess to you, I don't really keep up with the latest, the greatest, the hottest hits in contemporary Christian music. And I I don't have a clue what's going on in Christian hip hop because I just don't care for it. Uh if you like it, that's fine. I just, no, that's just that's just not for me. But anyway, um, I'm kind of up to date on what's going on in Southern gospel music because, oh, well, that's kind of my thing. That's what I grew up with and so on. So I do not even pretend to know who the big artists are, the biggest songs and so forth. But we watched for about, 20 minutes, I suppose, and uh, one of contemporary Christian music's biggest, biggest, biggest female singers was introduced. I'm not going to give her name because I have no desire to attack her, but she is one of the biggies, and she's one of the few that I I recognized her name immediately because she's so well-known in uh, contemporary Christian music. And uh, she was introduced, and uh, whoever introduced her said she's here, and she's going to sing a song that she and someone put together, and it's one of her big, big, big songs. And and I thought, okay, well, this this would be interesting. Folks, we're in trouble. I mean this, and I'm not being facetious. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm being serious. Christian music. There's a lot of good stuff out there, but we're in trouble. When this is one of the big, big Christian songs playing on the radio and so forth today, if this is what the Christian community is celebrating and honoring, we're in big trouble. Let me read to you the lyrics. And I'm going to read them all to you. Now, again, one of the biggest artists in Christian music today and one of her biggest hits, at least, recently. Here are the lyrics, okay? Here are the lyrics. The song is Be Okay. You're going to be okay, you're going to be okay. Oh, the sun will keep on rising in that old familiar way. And every little thing is going to be okay. You're going to be all right, darling. You're, you're going to be all right. Because the stars will keep on shining through the darkest night. And you can know you're going to be all right. Lift up your eyes to the hills. Remember where your help comes from. Lift your eyes to the hills. You'll never face a valley alone, because even when your heart is breaking and you've gone and lost your way, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. I know that. You're going to be okay. Not a care in this whole world can take that truth away. You're going to be okay. You're going to be all right, darling. You're going to be all right. Oh, the end of our last breath, when we're beckoned into the light. Love will meet you there. You're going to be all right. Oh, the end of your last breath is the beginning of new life. You're, you're going to be all right, well, number one, it's so hokey. It is so poorly written. But here's the thing that really gets to me. This is one of the big, big Christian songs right now by one of the best-known Christian artists. There is not a single mention of God. There is not a single mention of Jesus. Oh, there's that. Lift your eyes to the hills. Remember where your help comes from. If, if you are well-versed in Scripture, you might assume that maybe she's referring to the Psalms, but maybe not. We don't know. And the whole thing is, don't worry, be happy, you're going to be okay, everything's going to be all right. Well, I got news. And again, I'm I'm not trying to be sarcastic here. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you're not going to be okay. And if you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and you're away from God rebelling against God, sinning against God, you're not going to be okay. What in the world? This message, there was nothing about turn to God, trust God, believe in God, believe the scriptures, believe the promises of God. No, it's just, hey, hey you're going to be okay. It's all right. In fact, the last phrase, you're, you're going to be all right. I wanted to throw up, and again, I'm not be I'm not I'm not trying to be funny. I wanted to throw up. How could something this unbelievably shallow become a hit Christian song? <sighs> I got to take a break. <laughs> All right, hang with me. We'll be right back. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live on this Monday afternoon. And I would imagine there are some of you that are a little annoyed with me, maybe a little ticked off. Maybe you're even angry with me because I just went after your favorite Christian artist. Now, I didn't mention her name. And I did that intentionally. Now, if you're really familiar with contemporary Christian music, you know who I'm talking about. But it is not my desire to attack her or any particular artist. What I'm trying to do is point out we are in serious trouble. Now, I'm really afraid to put on the fuddy-duddy hat here, you know, (sighs) and I don't even want to try to be funny. You know, I almost went off into, oh, well, I guess I'm just a funny... No, no, because I'm being serious. Music is so incredibly powerful. And when a Christian artist is given a platform, that platform is an opportunity to give people real hope, biblical hope, biblical truth, the gospel, the plan of salvation, and to Christians, real hope in and through the promises of God. This song, Be Okay, does not have a shred of the gospel in it not one word of the gospel this is this is not this is not biblical theology or even philosophy this is the world's philosophy do you remember the song several years ago don't worry be happy it was catchy it was cool i really enjoyed listening to it don't worry be happy now it had nothing to do with any kind of spirituality. And for someone who was really struggling, someone who was really dealing with a problem, that song meant absolutely nothing. And neither does this song. I guess this is some kind of positive thinking? Or as uh, old Bob Shuler used to say, possibility thinking? You know, maybe this is another version of Turn your scars into stars. But as I read through the lyrics, it's, it's so shallow does not even describe it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Southern Gospel Quartets. I have been all my life. That's just kind of what I grew up with and so forth. And, you know, once in a while, the Southern Gospel Quartets come out with just a fun song. It's just kind of fun, you know, and they get out on stage and they sing it. And everybody knows this was not meant to really change anybody's life. It's just to have fun. This song is not a fun song. It is intended to help people. And what is the intent? Just think positively. Again, you're going to be okay. I know that you're going to be okay. Not a care in this world could take that truth away. You're going to be okay. Well, what if that person is in a spiritual condition where they're not going to be okay unless there is repentance unless there is a turning back to God, you're not going to be okay. I'm sorry. Uh, And again, if this was a one-off, if this was some obscure artist, but this was performed on the Dove Awards, the biggest night for Christian music, and this was one of the featured songs and it was applauded like crazy standing ovation yeah we're going to be okay yeah let me repeat we're in real trouble now i am not advocated at, and i am not advocating that we get rid of contemporary christian music i'm not saying that there are some contemporary christian songs that have real depth Real meaning, real biblical truth, real theological foundation. And I love them. I have nothing against contemporary Christian music. But what I am appalled at is the drivel, the shallow, absolutely worthless nature of some of the most popular groups, artists, and songs. That's what I have a problem with. And I hope and I pray that no Bible-believing evangelical church in America ever sings this song. I just hope. Now, I am not saying that we get rid of all contemporary Christian music. But I will give you my plea. The great hymns of the church have withstood the test of time. Many of the great hymns of the church have lasted for 200, 300, 400 years. They have crossed different cultures. Different worship styles. They have endured through centuries because of their depth, because of their meaning, because they really say something. And in the last 30 years, we've thrown them in the trash heap. We will be the first generation, we will be the first generation in two to three hundred years that have rejected the great legacy of the great hymns of the church. Now, by the way, I want to make it clear. Just because the song is old doesn't make it good. There are some really bad old hymns. They're almost unsingable. Their theology is not solid. solid. So I'm not making an equation between old and good. But what I am saying is quality, good, theology. As a child, I learned much of my theology from the hymns that we sang. They were deep. Some of them you really had to think and contemplate to understand what was being said. And again, please understand me, I am asking for a balanced approach. I am not saying that your church, my church, or any church has to dump all of the new stuff and only go back to hymns and gospel songs that are 100 years old. No, if you believe that's what I'm saying, you are misunderstanding me. I'm just saying, don't throw out our legacy. Don't throw out our legacy. Don't allow this generation to be the first. We often talk about how terrible it is that we don't have American history taught in our public schools anymore, and we are saying we are losing the legacy of our history. The same thing is happening in the church